Welcome to the Healing Place podcast, a space filled with inspirational stories of hope, along with practical advice for your healing journey. Your host is Terry Welbrock, trauma warrior, writer, speaker, blogger, therapy dog handler, and founder of the Sammy's Bundles of Hope Project. As a survivor and a thriver, Terry's mission is to shine the light of hope into the world by interviewing insightful guests from across the globe. Please stay tuned at the end of today's interview as we honor our sponsors. The Healing Place podcast is a fiscally sponsored project of Fractured Atlas. Now, here's your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place podcast. I'm your host, Terry Welbrock, and super excited to have with me today Dr. Nima, chiropractor of 20 plus years turned an edutainer. Do I say that right? It's a word that I made up and I discovered a lot of other people uh, say it. It's that edutainer, it kind of blending education edutainer. with. Okay with entertainment like because it's storytelling really and using the arts and everything to kind of captivate people and inspire people to to heal themselves yeah i love it we we just started talking about that before i hit record and um yeah about healing ourselves on my website i actually have a little picture of down at the bottom of a little a little guy a little kid in a superhero cape uh, about learning to be our own heroes and learning to, yeah, to heal ourselves along this journey. So let's talk yeah. about all the amazing stuff you are doing in the world to help others do that. Well, it's, I'm just the the very beginning, like you just nailed it right there, Terry. It's, we're all on a healing, we're all on a hero's journey and we're we're not even aware of it and my way that i help teach people how to heal is by making them aware that they are on that hero's journey and this obstacle that they're facing in that journey is actually part of their journey and and it's helping them if they are if they're willing to take responsibility for that journey is helping them to peel back all of the stories and the identity of who they used to be it's challenging you to do that right and if you don't take on that challenge you have two ways to go number one i'm taking on this challenge this is my journey my body my universe and my um commitment to uh to figuring this out like that's part of my journey is to yeah. figure it out. So I'm committed to that, right? And when you take that on, all of a sudden, you start to realize that the obstacles in your path, and you have like, you know, people on the path, on the hero's journey, you have mentors, and then you have obstacles that, and, and, and enemies, it seems, right? And you don't even know that this is part of your story, but this is actually part of everyone's story. You think that you're getting an unfair deal. You think that, you know, you, you're entitled to having this 
um, healthy body and you're entitled to joy and happiness and all of that stuff. And this is just an entitlement that I'm supposed to have. But no, no, no. This is your journey into your darkness to really discover who you really are. Why is it? Why? Why is it that you don't know how to say no to other people? Why is it that you're constantly, constantly just saying yes and pleasing and pleasing other people, one person after another? Why is it that you are constantly abandoning yourself and your own well-being and not able to say no so that you could please others and not feel that painful feeling of rejection? Why? Why do I do that? And if I don't look at those questions, because that's at the root cause of why you're actually sick in the first place. It's your body trying to awaken you to where you've abandoned yourself. Yeah. I love the way you, I love the way you put that because I talk about that often is mm -hmm. that I've told people so many times, you have to go back into the darkness in order to get into the light. It's yes. scary. Um, I did EMDR therapy for four years, 98 sessions, and I've talked about it before, but wow, it was a lot. so scary to go back into those traumatic events and go back into those things that had occurred in my past, in my mm -hmm. childhood. But wow, did I come out of it? Well, you have a podcast, Terry, and you lead other people because you've gone on your hero's journey. You took, you took responsibility and you said, look, it wasn't fun what I went through and it's impacting me so much that I'm in a space now where I, I either die or I figure out how, you know, why I went through this and, and, and why I went through it. Not, not from an esoteric perspective, but from a taking responsibility and looking at the family of origin story of my parents and all of that and what they went through and their traumas and realizing, holy shit, I am a product of intergenerational trauma and I'm going to step up and I'm going to break the cycle, yeah. even though it's hard. And so you've done that, Terry. And what's happened is on the other side of that journey, what's awoken is that, wow, there's other people who are asleep around you that need you to share your story, which is your journey of the hero's journey, which comes around, which you return back to your, you know, after you've gone on your journey, you always return back to your home community and you say, hey, I want to share with you what I just learned on this freaking crazy ass journey <laughs> into my darkness because chances are you're facing one yourself and I want to guide you through and this becomes the cycle and then you look at the universe from kind of like a universal kind of uh, astronomical perspective it's like a fractal it's become your own version of a fractal, which then you impact one who's going through their cycle and they, you're their guide through that, which then al allows them to come through on the other side and turn around with a community of their own. And you're just like, whoa, it's getting a little bit crazy, but this is, this is the journey that we're on. And we're now having this conversation in this exact moment for a reason. Yes. And I agree wholeheartedly because I, I keep saying so many people are being awoken and I think as more and more of us heal and go on these heroes journeys and find the, our way into that light. Yes. Then we do look around and say, Oh my gosh, there's so many of us here 
who are wanting to help others and reach back into the darkness and say, you can do this. Come on, let's go. I love it. Yeah. That's what you're doing. And then, so my, my intention of this, I remember just before we pressed kind of record, I just set an intention for this call that people turned, you know, personally, I said that people understand that there's a difference between hope and commitment. Okay. Hope is this space of victimhood where I'm going to sit there hoping that somebody's going to save me versus commitment and saying, no, 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 I'm going to be the one to save me. I'm committed to the process. And I know I'm not doing it alone. There is, there is a universal kind of force that's backing me, but that's when universal force or God actually steps up. It's not when it's just it, it, he or she or whatever it is, is waiting for you to take responsibility and then say, okay, good. I'm going to walk with you. So you don't have to hope. You just have to commit. <laughs> yeah. So turning hope into commitment is probably the most powerful thing you can do for your healing journey. Yeah. And that's very intriguing to think about. Yeah. Totally. Cons cons considering, because right now what I'm sharing with you, because when you talk to me about your newsletter, you've basically built an identity on hope and healing, right? right? And I'm here to challenge that and say, fuck hope, turn it into commitment. Yeah. Because commitment means, yes, there is a universal. Hope means I hope someone will save me. Commitment means, yes, there is somebody there, but they're just waiting for you to turn your hope into commitment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when you're redefining the whole idea of hope. Totally, because when you're committed to this process, what happens is you're going to have obstacles. If you're hoping, you're like, oh, it's so hard. Oh, no, it's hard. I'm just going to hope that somebody – it's a different energy to it, right, versus commitment, which is I'm taking it head on. It's going to suck. It's going to be difficult. I'm going to not want to do it half the time. Yeah. And there's nothing more important because my life is at stake and the lives of other people are at stake. You know what I just realized is that committed and hope together make cope. <laughs> and that's what we need. Yeah. During a time like right now during the recording of this, we're knee deep in the coronavirus thing. It's now March 24th. We're having yeah. this conversation uncertain about how the future goes. But if I'm showing up committed to a vision, then I'm not reliant on other things to um, be so the way that I want them to be. I'm waiting for them to show up and the way they are, fully accepting the way they are, taking it on and saying, no, I'm going to serve still the way it, are, the way it is. Even though everything's changed, right. I'm... I, who I am hasn't changed. So I can still show up regardless of whatever's going on around me. Yeah. So that's a really great um, awareness of the work. Yeah. I love it. Well, I, I decided yesterday I said, which was, was just so amazing. I, I sent out an email to all my previous podcast guests and I said, 
you know what? I Let's do some Facebook lives. Let's do whoever wants to come join me. Let's just pop on right here, right now in this moment. And the response has been overwhelming. I already did two this morning. I have another one later this afternoon. Uh, three lined up for tomorrow. 11 of them lined up in the next seven days. And so Amazing. I love it because they're... You're right. I'm continuing in, in these folks. You're doing it. These healers are continuing to do the thing they're doing, but we're just changing, changing. the medium. Yeah. Changing how we do changing it. Changing the form. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And when you're, when you're so grounded and you really have taken that hero's journey, you've done the work, you've cleared that crap, um, or it's, you understand it's a continuous process and you've now shown up as your, your next level. Um, you're 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 going to you're going to see an endless need for you who you are to show up but you you're you're best to kind of surrender and let go of the the illusion of control of how it's going to show up you just yeah. know that it will at the right time when you decide to right i love it awesome so the overview method talk mm -hmm. to us about that it's a cognitive based and a somatic base, top down and a bottom up approach to healing past trauma, to making the unconscious conscious, to shifting the unconscious conditioning programming, not just in your body, but also the stories that you're making up in your mind and turning whatever was in the way to whatever, what's on the way so that you can emerge as a leader in a world that really needs you, not just with like, you know, community and all of this stuff, but actually your family, your children are looking to you to go, how are you dealing with this adversity right now? And they're paying attention energetically and they can feel your sense of alarm, your nervous system tone. So it's a, the overview method is a nervous system regulation uh, tool. To yeah, I love it. You, you said regulation. I just had both the people that I talked to this morning on Facebook live Define regulating, define regulation, because it's, it's very important for people to understand in layman's terms what that means. I'll tell you what it means. I made it in a very simple one word. It's called becoming trigger-proof. Yeah. Being trigger-proof. Being trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means I get triggered a lot, especially these days when every morning I wake up to more lockdowns and bad news and more right. cases, and I'm triggered like crazy every day. Mm -hmm. It's not to deny it. It's to actually alchemize the trigger and turn it into deeper self-love, and that's within myself. Within another can take a conflict and turn it into deeper intimacy. That's called self-regulation and co-regulation, according to my definition of it, of what I've observed studying human behavior for the last 20 years and helping tens of thousands of people regulate their nervous system. Yeah. And in order to then become trigger-proof, you have to do the work of healing. And, and yeah. now when you say from bottom up, top down, the, the body work, are you talking in the lines of like polyvagal theory where so much trauma is stored inside 100%. the body? Yes. As well as, and there's just this flow and totally. connection of totally. mind, body, spirit. 100%. It's on attachment theory and the polyvagal theory. I have a couple of quizzes for your um, 
anybody who's listening or watching uh, and kind of surveys of what attachment style you are. And so unconsciously, your state of your nervous, this is, this is why I found it very fascinating because I, why I talk about relationships is because you don't know the state of your nervous system. You have no idea what it is until you're in a relationship and you get to see how you show up and what triggers you. And you're like, whoa, and then you're mad at the other person. But what you're not seeing is they're just, they're just there to give you feedback of what's happening inside and exposing parts of you that you haven't yet healed and loved. Right. right. And so, so access to that comes to how I show up to get a good assessment of how you're doing is, is a good way of looking at how do you show up in relationships? And you, and I have a quiz that kind of gets you to understand what your attachment style is. And so um, if you have an anxious attachment style and you're completely needy, it's your nervous system at a young age was dysregulated because of a mother that didn't, and a father that didn't really show up consistently, right? It's like one day, you, because they were they were not dis, they were so dysregulated and they didn't know how to keep oh. themselves present, which is not their fault either. They sometimes showed up, and sometimes you didn't know if they would. Like you didn't know who they were going to be one second to another, and so like that non-knowing, that lack of um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Predictability. That's the word. The lack of predictability creates this anxiety intuitively with this child who is then mimicking and mirroring that same dynamic in their relationships, which is needy. Is are you coming back to me? Right. And so this is a great window. So unfortunately, we have to go through, you know, midlife crisis and divorce <laughs> for us to actually examine and unpack this. But that's what that's the journey I went through to figure it out. Now I'm like, oh, let me show no, you how I it all it. makes sense. <laughs> let me show you how it all makes sense. You have to understand and and understand this whole attachment. Yeah. So where do people find the quiz? Because I need to go take the quiz. I'm so curious. I want to find out. <laughs> well, I will send you the link. It's going to be in the show notes. Okay. okay? Um, and my uh, my team is actually creating that as we speak. Awesome. <laughs> so it's like almost done, but I've been testing it on people. And so you'll discover if you're anxiously attached, which is most people, a lot of people who are struggling in this and reaching out to me for help, this is what we'll find. And then you can also be the other type, which is called avoidant. Okay. Where you show up as the distancer, you have this wall around you, you deeply want relationship. You want it badly. And you get freaked out when it gets too close because Deep down, there was an inherent um, feeling as a child where your parents were showing their approval and love when you were doing things. It's like ticking the boxes, okay? Yeah. So this was me, like, um, you know, Persian parents. Uh, if you're Greek, if you have like, it's got to be like this, and we're going to pat you on the back when you get this. It's very behavior-driven, is that you're the feeling that's created unconsciously, by the way, I'm not playing victim to my parents, this is so common, yeah. is that you are worthy of love when you, yes. um, when you get these things, right? So there's that. And there's this feeling that when they had big feelings come up, 
okay? As a child, when you have big feelings come up, nobody really ever paid attention, nobody ever validated, nobody ever soothed, so it didn't make a difference anyway. So what you learn to adapt to do is to go into a place where you just kind of keep a distance from other people and say, you know what, I'm going to do things on my own and self kind of just work up, be by myself and isolate. I just, oh, I just got triggered. I'm just going to isolate. And here's the weird part about this, Terry. This is the interesting part. The distancer, the, the avoidant is magnetically attracted to an anxious attached (laughs) and they literally just all of a sudden they both get triggered. The distancer is like, I need space and I need to get the hell away. And what's the, what's the anxious attached doing? Right. Wait, don't, 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 <laughs> don't go. And this is how the cycle of toxic relationship happens. Abusive relationships, all of this, this is what's happening, but we're playing victim here and we're going, he did this. He's the perpetrator. And you're not, we're not seeing. And I believe that these things happen, but when we take a bird's eye view, that's what the overview method is all about is looking and going, there's a dynamic going on that I'm a participant in. And if I want to heal, I can't stay in that victim role. I have to step up and go, Oh, I'm a participant. Here's why it all made sense. And when you do, you're like, oh, now I have a say in creating a healthy relationship because I'm no longer looking for the, the one or the hero to come and soothe me. And this is all your feedback that you're nervous. That this, all of these dynamics that are going on around you is pure feedback of what's going on in your nervous system. As a chiropractor, as a researcher, as a mentor and a guide, I'm like so fascinated by this. And I'm like, I want to teach this to people. I want to, I want you to wake up. I want you to just take a pause. Great time. Great time. Perfect time while I'm in quarantine, Terry, to take a pause and look around me and go, ah, what patterns am I the participant in? What's yeah. happening around me? We're like, oh, okay. How did I get my, and how can I be my own hero? So that what? So that I can now break free from the unconsciousness of it, because it's all being driven unconsciously. I can even feel it. My body as, a, as an avoidant starts to get really attracted chemically to a woman who's got those specific, those specific chaoses that I want to come and fix and be the solution and have this crazy sexual chemistry with, I can feel my, now here's the difference after I've done the work. I still feel my body pulled into that desire to do it, (laughs) to go there. But then I go, oh, I can see what I'm doing there, Nima. I see what you're doing there. And you don't actually have to go prove anything or rescue her and be important. You're already important as you are. And as a result of that, I've taken all of my toxic relationship one after another and been able to heal myself from it and heal like most of them. One of them is really still stuck in a victim story and just won't come out. And I'm still kind of holding onto the vision that she'll be able to hopefully take some responsibility as well, rather than just see kind of a victim kind of perpetrator type of story. Yeah. And because it, it, it's a work in, I'm a work in progress. And so what, what's happened on the other side of that though, is I've now attracted, uh, finally, 
after divorce and one after another, a relationship that's based on mutuality, that's not based on need, that's based on kind of like co-regulation. Both of yeah. us understanding each other's wounds, knowing what comes up and we're able to communicate in advance and know each other's tells because we've now figured out just by the look on your face, how the other person's nervous system is. If they're in shutdown dissociation, dorsal vagal, if they're in sympathetic, and if I can see that in her, then I'm not a victim to her, and I see through her wound as a functioning nervous system that I have a say in helping regulate, and right. she has a say in helping me regulate. So the definition of relationship transforms into a safe space for two people to heal and evolve and grow together. And wow. that's the journey of the nervous system healing. The ultimate comes into deep intimacy, an ability to emotionally regulate yourself, to be connected to a purpose and a cause that's greater than yourself. Yeah. And to, to, you know, most importantly, have the most important thing of all, healthy relationships where everybody feels seen and heard. Right. Well, you sucked the words fascinating right out of my head because I'm just fascinated by uh, all of this. And call me a trauma geek, but when you, when you start to talk about the wounds and how much of it relates back to childhood, and I talk a lot about adverse childhood experiences, and so much of that, what you just talked about, is related back to that. And so we, then we come forth into these adult lives with that still in us, that energy. Totally. That energy I want you to. Processed experience. I, and um, yeah. yeah. Sorry so to interrupt you, hon. about is then Sorry doing to, that healing work or at least becoming cognizant of it. Yeah. And then doing the healing work. Right. Yeah. Just the awareness, Terry, that there's, you're not just walking alone right now. You have a five-year-old version of you next to you and a 10-year-old version of you next to you. And we all do. And most of us are completely disconnected from that. Right. And the overview method itself is really about not just cognitively, but somatically getting you to integrate them all within you and carry them with you as your powerful voice. So as I'm talking to you right now, I'm speaking through the voice of that little two-year-old boy inside who was disconnected from his mother for three months while she came to explore immigrating to Canada. And that fear of, will I be okay? Will I ever see my mother again? And all of that, that's coming through me right now. I'm consciously connected that he's here with me. And part of my message is, is, is with him in mind. Yeah. And then the... 15-year-old version of me that was bullied in school because I was the only one with darker skin, right? And was feeling like he wasn't good enough and all that. He's with me as well as I'm talking to you here in my body, present. And if I can keep them all with me, connected, I now have a grounding and I'm grounded in the earth and I can, I'm aware of where I am on that planet. See that picture behind me right yeah. there. I keep that as a reminder. It's my anchor. Like, who are you? Where are you? What, you? what are you here to do? And as I anchor myself down with those individuals, parts of me integrated, uh, not a victim, but actually like part of me, like I love them all. 
I can now show up and serve, look around and go, holy shit, there is a whole bunch of people out here that need me and I'm ready to serve with an open heart. (laughs) And I relate because I'm a holy shit kind of girl and I, yeah, I so get it. And I love, I, 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 as you talked, here's what I thought about with each of them. I saw all these little people, like the little two-year-old, that they're holding a little gift in their hand. And it's the lesson that they, they have for you. And, totally. And I love it that you've, you've taken their gifts and said, you know, thank you for that. And, and everyone who's been stuck in their lives are actually disconnected from those voices. Because yeah. when, you, when you do connect with those voices, the answer to what do I do next just emerges through you. It comes right through you. Yeah. Because it's coming from the guidance of your soul. Yes. Amen and hallelujah. I love mm. it. Just taking a moment to thank a sponsor to the Healing Place podcast, Fiscally Sponsored Project through Fractured Atlas. And for their generous donation this week at the Trauma Warrior level, the Phoenix Fund via Blue Mountain Community Foundation. Thank you. Now back to the show. All right. So you have, uh, do you have a show that you do? I do. It's called Trigger Proof. The Trigger Proof show? Yeah. It's, it's, that's what I have like 20, 30 episodes already up on YouTube or on my, my, uh, my website. Um, However, um, I now created a new Facebook group in light of the crisis that I wanted to share everyone transmissions. I do Trigger Proof transmissions twice a day for people who are going through this crisis and they can kind of be in my space and feel regulated. And so I'm encouraging you to join the trigger proof, uh, free Facebook community where you're going to learn how to do this. It's, uh, it's, uh, yeah. On Facebook. Awesome. I will put it out on my Facebook page when we're done recording today. So, and what is, what is the name of the group again? Trigger proof, how to regulate in uh, your nervous system in in times of crisis. Okay. Yeah. I got it. I will, I will put it out there today. Awesome. Thank you for that. All right. So anything else I know I, I had sent a list of questions to touch upon. Um, anything else that you wanted to? I think we've covered it all. I think that um, if you're listening right now and there's a little inner calling within you, my, my urge for you to is ask yourself this question, who am I doing this for? Like the names, look at the name. Don't say my family. Look at the name. Like think of the names of the people whose lives depend on you stepping up and facing that thing that you've been avoiding. Yeah. And that's that's where you want to anchor yourself when things get difficult. And then you can turn your hope into an actual commitment. Right. Yeah. Awesome. So anything that you suggest for people right now during this time? Make a priority of healing. Make, make your healing of those old wounds that you've dissociated from your priority right now and join a conversation that is always pretty much just about possibility. Be very, 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 um, weary of the content that you put into your mind you want to have everything in your mind like the 
podcasts like yours, like these podcasts. Listen to conversations that are going to keep you in possibility. Yes, I love that idea. I, I don't watch the news specifically for that reason because I was too triggered by the violence and the negativity and the anger. And yes, yeah. Makes sense. So when you're triggered, is there a specific a favorite uh, that you, coping skill mechanism that you'd mm -hmm. like to utilize to yeah. bring yourself grounded and calmed? Yeah. What I'm going to invite you to do is just to notice if you're triggered, anything that's going on around you or even by what I'm saying is for, to just stop and just hold yourself there and feel it. And suffering is caused by avoiding suffering. Mm -hmm. And so what we want to do is really to go in and just feel all the feelings the sensations of it without explanation sensation without explanation and when you drop in this is what one of my mentors um and best friend uh, russell kennedy taught me is just get into your body and just feel it without the story i just had that conversation this morning <laughs> and i said the little girl, the, the scared child, didn't know how to process that, those scary feelings. And so I was terrified to be in my own body. Once I went through the healing process and the work, now when those scary symptoms or those feelings, those emotions arise, whether it's anger, sadness, whatever it may be, fear, being with them is okay because I, now I can take a step back and say, okay, Something's, something's happening around me, within me. What's going on? And, it's and okay. then when I ask that question, I start to discover exactly that, is that there's, an, there's a little version of me that just wants to be seen and heard. Yeah. And so when I go and I reconnect with that part, and then I see them, all of a sudden it all makes sense. And... I've now been able to alchemize a trigger and turn it into self-love where instead of what I normally do, which is to self-abandon. Right. And how many, yes. How many people do that because everybody it's, they're afraid. Everybody. Yeah. And so this is a new science and spirituality and mysticism and, it's a, it's a blend of all of it. That's why I call it overview. It's everything. It's science and spirituality. And um, yeah, I love really it. Really excited to teach it. Yes. That's well, my, that's, that's what makes my heart sing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, my heart's joyous just hearing about it and talking about it because um, yeah, there's just, that's where the healing lies is in that connection of all all of us and honoring all of all aspects of who we are. Yeah. And Terry, I wanted to, this just message just came through is for me to tell you, which is um, I want to honor you for all the healing work you've done and facing your darkness to be able to actually step up and lead uh, people who need you more than ever. Oh. So I want to acknowledge you for all of the, or clearly whatever you've gone through and all of the traumas and how many, how much work you did to heal yourself. Um, the world's a better place because of it. Oh, well, thank you. That, that made my heart happy too. 
Thank you so much. And that is beautiful. And I tell you, my what happened when you were speaking was I wanted to reach out and pick up that two-year-old you and just give him a hug and tell him I'm so proud of him for being there with you and um, offering his gift to you. Uh, You're a mom, aren't you? I am. <laughs> yeah, that's obvious. <laughs> I'm like, that just totally came through. I was like, totally. I You're so a mom. I love it. Because <laughs> I want to pick him up and be like, oh my gosh, it's okay, buddy. Oh. Isn't he cute? Isn't he cute? <laughs> so cute. Yeah, isn't that cute? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I'm here in quarantine doing it doing the work right sharing it for peeps exactly well thank you again for joining me today it's been amazing and i love the work you're doing um can't wait to get it out there into the world so glad grateful for the opportunity to to share it awesome all right well everyone thank you for joining us today on the healing place podcast and remember until next time be gentle with yourself thanks bye-bye thank you so much for listening today to the Healing Place podcast with your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about Terry, her mission, and the Hope for Healing journey, visit Terry's website at www.terrywellbrock.com. Thank you for liking, commenting, sharing, and offering your reviews on our YouTube channel, audio outlets, and Facebook page. And As Terry reminds us, until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself.